0: You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend. Visit our merch page at 7minutestoriespod.com. That's the number 7minutestoriespod.com. This episode, the Bronx is burning.
1: 2006 2007 around that time period i'm living in new jersey i'm commuting into new york and i'm there for one reason because i had a dream to be an actor so passionate about it had been out there for several years things weren't going great a lot of auditioning a lot of not getting roles i was getting desperate money was running out and i did though however have a great mentor his name is joe Wonderful character actor. You've probably seen him in some films. He's been in dozens of incredible films uh, over the years. Uh, He was in uh, The Deer Hunter with Robert De Niro. He was in uh, Benny and June with Johnny Depp. The list goes on. Look him up, Joe Grafasi. But he's even a better guy because when I went from Cleveland to New York, I gave him a call and even though he's my third cousin, you know, if your background is Italian, you're all family, right? So I call him up, I said, hey, can you help me? And he said, yes. And he did that and more. He mentored me, he really showed me what it was to be an artist. Well, things, again, like I said, weren't going great, and after several years, I decided to give him a call and ask a favor, and I didn't want to be that guy, but I called him up. I said, listen, Joe, do you have anything coming up, any gigs where you can just maybe get me in with a casting director or introduce me to someone? He goes, actually, I just got cast, he said, as Yogi Berra, the famous Major League Baseball player for the Yankees and the manager for the Yankees in a series called The Bronx is Burning. And it's going to be aired on ESPN. It's a miniseries. I was like, that's incredible, dude. That's amazing. I said, you think I could be a part of that production? He goes, well, listen, let me get you in touch with the casting director. And so he does. Casting director gets back to me, sends me an email. I send her a headshot. Next thing I know, I get an email a week later that says, you have a gig, a one-day gig, good pay, wasn't in the union, but it was good pay. And you're going to be one of 10 New York City cops who are going to make an arrest on the summer of Sam Killer or who you think is a summer of Sam Killer. That was a storyline, by the way, It was the Yankees and that time period in the 70s in the summer of Sam Killings. And I'm like, I was blown away. I'm like, this is it. This is my big break, my opportunity. Next thing I know, I'm driving like 97 miles per hour from New Jersey up to Connecticut. And on my way there, I'm calling everybody I know back in Cleveland. I'm like, look, everyone in Cleveland, set your alarms. Mark your calendars because I'm going to be on TV and you're going to be able to see me. And that was really important to me because unless people had come out to New York and seen me in plays, they didn't know it. So this was my way of sort of proving that I was making progress in my career. And I call everybody next thing I know. I'm in Connecticut, and I pull up to this parking lot, get out, and I see the signs that sort of lead you to where the production is. And I walk down this dirt road, and it goes two ways. It splits. And one says – there's a sign that says principal. And I see all these nice trailers. And then the other one doesn't really have a sign, but it leads down into this valley where there's this giant tent and hundreds of people. Well, my instinct is to go to the right where it says principal. I'm not even two steps in. A guy with a golf cart pulls up and goes, hey, buddy. Where are your credentials? I said, I told him my story. I'm like, I'm a New York City cop. I've been cast. And they go, hey, you got to go over with the day players and the extras. Down in the, and I said, tent. Yes, the tent. I'm in the tent. And I'm with hundreds of people in costumes. We're eating out, essentially off of troughs with like Salisbury steak. Next thing I know, the second or third AD, that's like the assistant director. He's down the totem pole. But what he grabs like 10 of us. He goes, come on this way. He takes us to a street setting and I can see the crane with the camera. I'm like, really on a movie set, you know? And I'm like, this is my moment. And he sets me up right up front, and I'm gonna be one of the first two cops arriving on the scene. I got my gun, my fake gun, and by the way, I had been doing method acting, right? So I've been doing research about what it was like to be a cop, and and the cop in the 70s especially. I was watching Serpico with Al Pacino, and you know, the whole thing. And I'm getting ready to go, they set up the sequence, and the AD has the bullhorn, he goes, Rolling action. And as we start moving, he goes, Wait, 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 wait. He stops everything. Everyone rolls their eyes. They look at me. I'm mortified. I don't know what I did wrong. He walks over to me. He goes, Where's your mustache? I said, I don't know. He said, Where's your wig? I said, What do you mean? He goes, Didn't you read the details? How did you get cast in this? He goes, I don't have time for this. Anyways, send him to hair and makeup. They rush me over to hair and makeup. They throw a wig on my head, aviator glasses on my eyes, and they slap a mustache with glue. Now I literally look like Serpico. Worst thing is, they when they bring me back, I don't have that prime position in front of the camera anymore. I'm not one of the first arriving police officers. He replaced me with someone else. Now I'm one of the last officers. And the first thing that goes through my mind is no one's going to be able to see me back at home in Cleveland on the TV. I'm going to be a little blurb in the back. That didn't sit well with me. Next thing I hear is rolling action. And I knew he had told me I'm supposed to run from point A to point B with my gun drawn and say freeze. I had to go rogue. This was my moment, and I decided to take it. So as I'm running from point A to point B, I... Start doing ninja rolls. I literally do two or three ninja rolls. My arms are flailing and I'm running to the mark where I'm supposed to stop. And I start shouting, freeze, put your hands up, put your hands up, mister. He stops everything. Cut! stop, stop, stop. And the, and the AD walks over to me. He goes, look, you need to knock it off or you're off the set. I need you to run from point A to point B, draw your gun and say, freeze. Do you got it? And in that moment, I looked, and I, I felt so embarrassed because I didn't know the decorum. I had let this, my ego get the best of me, my dream. I just was such an idiot. You know, this is like this moment and I really, I just overdid it, <laughs> went rogue. And so I did, I went from point A to point B on the third take. Luckily they didn't kick me off. Maybe they heard that Joe is my cousin or something. I don't know, but we did the scene. It was like an eight hour day and I left and I went to my hotel. You know, my hotel uh, was not the Hilton hotel that I originally pulled into after such a terrible long day. Uh, I was told at the, by the receptionist that my I was over across the street at the Super 8. And so I left the Hilton, went to the Super 8 hotel, and I sat in my room. Uh, I didn't want to call anybody. I didn't know what I was going to say. And I watched TV cable for like three hours and just alone sitting there. And I got so bored, I started looking out the window, and I I saw an Applebee's across the street. Walked over there. It was late at night, but they were open. And I sat in this Applebee's uh, by myself. There was like one other person at the bar drinking. And I'm underneath the neon glow of the Applebee's sign. Waitress comes up and says, hey, what are you doing in town? I said, I'm an actress. She goes, what have you been in? I said, well, I'm in this movie called The Bronx is Burning. She said, I never heard of it. I said, well, I'll just have the mozzarella stick. She said, I think we can do that. And I thought to myself, if this is making it, uh, then I have a long, long way to go.
0: Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Audio production by Ken Wendt. You can connect with Ken at media216.com. Original artwork done by Pete Whitehead. See Pete's work at PeteWhitehead.com. And lastly, I'm Corey Burse, and I coordinate the podcast. Make sure and tune in next week for another story.